Rise and shine, you Syracuse superfans. It's time to pour yourself a tall, delicious glass of orange fizz. Syracuse recruiting news, insider information, latest SU buzz. The Syracuse blogosphere comes to life on the central New York airwaves. It's Fizz Radio. Welcome into Fizz Final. What a heartbreaking defeat. Syracuse drops to Florida State 33-30 to down in Tallahassee. And now the Orange 0-7 all-time at FSU. Cameron is there here with John Eads. And John, I see you shaking your head. That was one heck of a finish, but not in Syracuse's favor. And it seemed like an ugly game throughout and one that maybe Syracuse didn't even deserve to win. One heck of a game, uh, one heck of a finish, Cam. Not a great game. That was an ugly game. Probably one of the worst football games I've seen all season, definitely in a long time. I, I told you this before we hopped on the air here. I don't think either team should have won. I mean, both teams had so much success on these broken plays. It was just ugly football. It was a backyard brawl kind of thing. Unfortunately, Syracuse ends up coming out on the losing end, but it was such a winnable game, really for both sides. But the Orange definitely had its their opportunities, I should say, and really just spoiled them down the stretch. So tough loss in the ACC opener. Yeah, John, it's a good way to put it because it's a team in Syracuse that seemed out of it at a time, and then it just got back and forth down the stretch. And that's maybe a positive that you can look out that Garrett Schrader, Sean Tucker and company kept SU in the ball game. But yeah, an ugly one throughout to break down the stats. Garrett Schrader had one heck of a game, 150 yards in the air. The 13 for 23 is obviously concerning because you talk about the lack of efficiency with the Mississippi State transfer, but he had a touchdown as well through the air. And then the running game led the team with 137 yards on the ground on 16 carries and three touchdowns. So make it four overall for Garrett Schrader. That's one thing that you can take from this game and say, if you're going into ACC play moving forward, Garrett Schrader is not only your guy, but he's going to be your play caller moving forward. What did you see out of Garrett Schrader you liked? Cam, I actually liked how he played. And I know 13 for 23 doesn't sound good, but I think he had like six completions last week on 15 attempts. So that's a a big improvement. I thought he was pretty efficient when he passed the ball and Syracuse actually found a bit of rhythm in the passing game. So it wasn't all on Garrett Schrader and Sean Tucker to move this offense, though they both did. Like you said, Schrader over 100 yards, Tucker also 100 yards in the day and four total touchdowns for Garrett Schrader. He's a weapon for Syracuse on the ground. We mentioned the broken plays today, a lot of them for both sides. And Jordan Travis, Florida State's quarterback, had his fair share as well. But Garrett Schrader is so athletic where on a broken play, if he makes one guy miss, he could take it the distance. And that's something that Syracuse can definitely use going forward. And keep in mind, Syracuse didn't have its leading receiver today, Cam. Tosh Harris was not playing for the Orange and still able to find 150 passing yards and move the ball downfield in some chunks. Yeah, you can be positive about Garrett Schrader's play, but I think there were way too many times in broken situations where, yes, he would you know race out of the pocket and he had that 55-yard rushing touchdown, but there were a few moments where he'd overthrow receivers or hold the ball in his hands for way too long. And I'm not knocking on Garrett Schrader because this was by far his best game in an SU uniform, obviously only his second, but maybe one of the top games in his career. I'm just looking at Garrett Schrader from a standpoint of, you're facing a winless Florida State team. What happens when you go up against a ranked Wake Forest group or Clemson? I'm worried in the department of can Garrett Schrader, if he can't get it done on the ground, 
what is he able to do through the air? So yes, it's an improvement from last week, but I do want to take that approach of let's be sensitive with the play of Garrett Schrader because he definitely needs to up his efficiency. That's fair enough. And yeah, like you said, Syracuse plays Wake Forest next week, a really prolific offense that Demon Deacons have. So you're going to have to score. And today, I think we're spending a little bit too much time talking about Schrader and talking about the offense. Today, Cam, I think it was really the defense that let Syracuse down. Florida State really didn't have much. I mean, they had a couple of nice run plays with their backs, Ward and Corbin, but the majority of them were just broken situations, just like how Syracuse had success. Jordan Travis rolling out of the pocket, extending plays. Uh, the last play of the game, even before that game-winning field goal on third and six, rolls out of the pocket. Um, there's a blatant hold there. I think we can agree on that. Missed holding call by the officials, and that was bad. But that led to the game-winning field goal. It was just kind of things like that. And I don't know, I'm kind of pumping the brakes a little bit on this defense after that performance. If anybody is to blame for today's uh, performance today's 33-30 loss between SU and FSU. I do think it's the defense. Right, and you're on Fizz Final here with Cameron Ezere and John Eads. And I just wanted to start it off with Garrett Schrader and Sean Tucker because those were the positives of the day. But yes, you're right. There were a lot of negatives to talk about. And that defense, I wasn't impressed at all. There were way too many breakdowns, miscommunications. And overall, the running game exposed that defensive line. If you had any doubts about, you know, the biggest weakness on that defensive side for Tony White, it's that D-line. The secondary, yeah, they had their blips at time, but you saw that Duke Deuce Chestnut interception. That secondary can get it done when it needs to get it done. The defensive line at times barely applied pressure to the quarterback, and when they did, let Travis roll out way too much. I'm looking at this defensive line and saying, you got a lot of veterans on that side but you're relying way too much on the blitz and guys like Michael Jones and Marlo Wax. You have to take advantage of your veteran experience and pushing up on the line of scrimmage. I was not impressed by that defensive line at all. I was always iffy about them, but I'm not impressed at all with that defensive line. It was really the front six that impressed me heading into conference play. And today didn't really look like the same team. They did still compete pretty well at the line of scrimmage. Florida State was six for 15 on third downs today, but two for two on fourth downs as well. Syracuse has done well in these third down situations, but today we started to see SU get gashed a little more. We haven't really seen guys hit that big play on the ground or hit that big play through the air, but Florida State did just that a couple of times today. Treshawn Ward had two carries for 66 yards, including a 65-yard scamper. Jordan Travis had a 33-yard run. Jay Sean Corbin had a 17-yard run. So the Orange were definitely competing again at the line of scrimmage cam, but Today, the difference was the big plays that Florida State was able to hit, and that gave them opportunities to score and score a lot. Yeah, and those opportunities, uh, most of them should have never even come to fruition. That's the biggest issue with this Syracuse defense. You talk about that defense getting gassed. You know, many people are going to throw out the fact that you have heat in Florida. Uh, a lot of people are going to throw Throw it out the window. Thank Most you. of the players on the Syracuse team are from Florida. I don't want to Thank hear about it. No, I, and I just wanted to throw it out there because I am completely oh, – I know. I, we're on the same page. I think it's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. I'm looking at that 17-play drive to open up the game nearly seven minutes, and I was looking at that Syracuse team. It looked gassed, especially on the defensive side, after the first drive. And, yes, it's 17 plays, but these are guys that have shown their worth against teams like Liberty, at times Rutgers, Ohio, and Albany, and people are praising them when everyone in Syracuse is saying, slow down the brakes. You haven't reached ACC play yet. So we're finally getting to the time where 
we see this Syracuse defense faltering because it's better competition. Yes, it's a winless Florida State team, but you're down in Tallahassee in front of a packed crowd in ACC play. I think we finally saw the defense get exposed in this one. And I do want to give a little bit of credit to Florida State because the game plan that they came into the game with actually worked. The quick hitters, the screen passes, the RPOs, they were there all game. Tony White and Syracuse, they were playing off coverage every single down. And you see Florida State go bunch sets, even a diamond, if that's what we want to call it, four wide receivers on one side of the field. And they were just letting Florida State check it down, nickel and dime underneath. It's been the same recipe all season for Syracuse. But the difference today was SU missed a lot of tackles, and they really didn't get any pressure. Just two sacks for the Orange today and four tackles for loss. Cody Roscoe had three himself last week. So that's another big difference in today's game, the lack of pressure and then the miscues from a defensive standpoint and just allowing Florida State to nickel and dime up the field and even hit those big plays. Yeah, Jay Sean Corbin had 14 carries for 65 yards. You talk about Treshawn Ward, who had that huge carry for 65 yards in the fourth quarter. That kind of put Syracuse, almost lulled them to sleep in that final period. Another thing I want to touch on is the fourth downs, the decision-making. And yeah, with the final result as it is, everyone's going to criticize Dino Babers for all the decisions he made throughout the game. You talk about time management at the end of the second quarter where you don't even get points on the board when you're in plus territory with 20 seconds and two timeouts left. You talk about decision-making, 0 for 3 on fourth downs. And yes, uh, you could credit that to the Florida State defense, but you look at that first quarter going for it on fourth down, and it was just a... It was it was a stagnant play that really had no substance to it. And then Schrader gets stuffed at the line in the third quarter. Just the decision-making, that's something I want to touch on because it's something that Syracuse needs to touch up moving forward, going into better competition. I was actually fine with the decision-making today. The one I was not okay with was the first one in the first quarter when SU could have taken points on that drive but decided to go for it. And, and like you mentioned, very vanilla play call and then ended up getting stuffed. I think Garrett Schrader did get in the end zone on that other fourth down play where he was short. Now, SU did end up scoring, so it didn't really factor that much into the game. But screw the fourth downs. Two for 12 on third down. That is inexcusable. That is not going to win you any games, Cam. Yeah, it won't. And that's something that you can definitely touch on. But I don't want to gloss past. I, I understand what you're saying about the fourth down calls. But I don't want to gloss past the, the mistakes that I think Dino Babers made in this game. At the end of the second quarter, with all that time in your favor, two timeouts. Yes, you can criticize the fourth downs. The third downs were awful as well. Trust me, a lot of those third downs were third down and manageables for the Syracuse team. If you can't get those done, what's going to happen when it's a third down and 12? We saw what happened in the Rutgers game where Syracuse was absolutely abysmal from third down and long. But I don't want to just gloss past the fact that Dino Babers, as a head coach, he lacked in this game. He did, he did his team a disservice in this game. At the end of the second quarter, you need points on the board. If it's risking it and giving Andre Schmidt a long field goal and he misses it, great. He missed it. At least you got a chance at points. But I can't get past the fact that this coaching staff has played the Orange in now two games. I'll put the blame on them in the Rutgers game. I'll do the same in this Florida State game. If you're already struggling in the special teams department, you're without Taj Harris. You're without Jihad Carter. You already have so much against you. You're on the road. The coaching staff can't be a blip, John. I'm a little confused as to why Syracuse didn't try for that field goal. 
Andre right. Schmidt won the Lou Groza Award just three years ago, and I'm sure he has the range for a 57-yard 50, field goal would have been. What's the worst that could happen? It gets blocked in return for a touchdown? I highly doubt that. He'll get the kick over the block. And even if it does, you know, credit to Florida State. But you have much better opportunity, much better chance to score than a Garrett Schrader Hail Mary. I mean, come on. Why would you not kick the field goal there? So I mentioned that field goal that SU elected not to take in the first quarter. And that one there, that's six points. Cam, SU lost by three. There you have it. And a missed PAT as well. The fifth in Andre Schmidt's career make it seven points left on the field. And that's something that Syracuse needs to go back to the drawing board and realize way too many points left on the field. It was the same trend in the Rutgers game. Same thing happened in, uh, in that Liberty game where Syracuse just squeaked out. And there's a lot to be frustrated about, but there's also a lot to like in the way that this is a team that can keep it close with ACC competition. I understand it's Florida State, but I'm looking at Sean Tucker, I'm looking at Garrett Schrader, and at least these two can get it done. At least I know that Garrett Schrader can get it done against a team like Florida State and not just lower level competition. Same with Sean Tucker. So yes, a lot of negatives to take away from it, but I'm not gonna gloss over the, you know, the minor positives as well. Yeah. No, Cam, I'm pretty indifferent to this game. I don't think there's any reason to be panicking if you're a Syracuse fan, and there's really no reason to be optimistic either. This is a game that Syracuse should have won. I understand that Florida State was the favorite coming in, but after picking up a huge win against Liberty, this is your best chance to pick up your first ever win down in Tallahassee. This was the year to do it, and Syracuse couldn't get it done. But like I said, it was just a sloppy game. It was a weird game. It was pretty fluky. I think Syracuse will be just fine going forward. They'll have a great opportunity for a bounce-back win against Wake Forest back in the Dome. Maybe SU can get that home field advantage back in its favor. I think we both agree Syracuse should have won this game. With how the yes. tandem played in the backfield and how shaky the defense was, but the offense delivered at times, Syracuse should have won that ball game. And it's an unfortunate scene knowing that you lose the first game in ACC play doesn't get much easier with a pair of ranked opponents moving forward. For Cameron Ezer and John Eads, this has been Fizz Final as Syracuse drops its ACC opener 33-30 to down in Tallahassee to Florida State. Check out all our content on our website, orangefizz.net, as well as on Twitter, at orangefizz. And we'll catch you next time.